Stop. Bring that bass up, Jerry. Keep playing. Welcome back to another episode of BC Banter Podcast. Here's your host, Brett Ryder. Which episode is this? 23? I don't know. Season 2, episode 1, baby. Yeah. Jordan. All right. Welcome. I would have a lot more energy for you people, but I'm in a hotel lobby in downtown Denver because I'm committed to this. I'm committed to you. I'm committed to the team and I'm committed to everyone out there. BC Banter Nation, we are back. Season two, episode one. The statistics show that most podcasts last about 20 episodes till they fail out. We surpassed that and we hit a season two. I'm joined today with my esteemed colleagues, co-hosts, the handsomest pricks in the arena, Pete Collins, Andrew Haas. Here we go. How you boys doing? Glad to be back. What about you, Haas? Man, man, football's in the air, and I couldn't be happier, quite honestly. Uh, watching these week zero games, just to jump into it, was a bunch of BS, and I'm just ready for some mm. Eagles football, baby, you know? Some real some real football, am I right, or what? Yeah, buddy. I mean, everything's kind of shaping up, I think, especially when, when you look at last year, how we came into the season. I mean, really, the last two years, I've had some pretty unlofty expectations on the team. Um, this year, I would say they're a lot more tempered. I still I still think that they're pretty high. I still expect them to win seven, eight games in an entirety. Um, but I, I just feel a lot better about this team where the last couple of years, it was more so like, you know, we have this, if this goes right, if the quarterback stays healthy, if the defense yeah. gels together, well, there was a lot more ifs that had to go right in order to see the success where I, I feel like with this year's team schedule wise, um, overall roster construction, um, I think there's a lot more depth. I, it's a, it's a lot more intriguing coming into this year as opposed to the last few years. So that's what has got me real excited. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped, super pumped. Uh, let's see what we got here first. Um, you know, I think especially, you know, this is a Boston College Eagles football uh, pod or Boston College podcast period. We're in football season. Um, I think it would be remiss to not speak on everything that's kind of going on. Um, especially with the whole alignment, realignment, so to speak, really the demise of the Pac-12, you know, that is cause for concern at our level because there's moves that need to be made in order to keep the ACC from going the same route. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys have thoughts on, if you think that's even a possibility. Am I wiling over here? Um, I mean, when you, you when you start talking like this, Brett, when you start talking like this, Brett, I think Shane McMahon's uh, WWE <laughs> song is going to come on and he's just going to come out and start doing the money dance because that's all this is about, man. Here comes the money. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, if you want the answer to any I mean, question, it's money, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, college football will never be the same, right? Like, it's just going to continue to go this way until there's, I ultimately think, two conferences which mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but I'm in the, I'm in the, the boat of that. That's the theory. And that's what I think is going to happen at some point. Right. Like mm -hmm. people are just going to keep, keep eating each other up. Conferences is going to keep eating each other up and we're going to end up with the, the largest or the strongest will survive. 
Do we have a seat at the table, though? That's my biggest concern. Yeah, I think, well, right, like, it's based somewhat off results. It's, pulled, it's based off of, like, sure. poll and ratings and things like that. Sure. So I think that this this year obviously has a huge implication on what happens moving forward for any seat at the table, in my this opinion. Year, this year is major. I mean, the other teams that are, you know, potentially not wanting to, um, you know, sign off on this are because they win and they want more money because they're they're winning. And so if you're a winning team, you get to join the group of saying you want more money because you win. If you're three and nine, you really can't ask for that. I think it goes like a lot. Like if you look at their overall um, quality of play over, I mean, look at the last like 10 years. I mean, that's not really too appetizing either. Um, I mean, Stanford's kind of sitting alone on an island right now, and they're perennially ranked every single year. They've had Heisman candidates every single you know couple years they've had all americans you know the whole nine um so i mean they have a bigger foot to stand on to get into the you know bigger conversation not to mention their other sports teams are a lot better than ours have been historically over the last 10 years too so i think that this season itself i mean it's gonna it's gonna say a lot you know especially if they want to be one of the the pillars of the acc moving forward it's gonna have to be that way so you know it, it, especially like the whole thing with a lot of people want to talk about the boss and market and how that affects um their their standing within college athletics as a whole well now it's going to be time to put their money where their mouth mouth is if they want to actually you know talk about standing on that and utilizing the boston market which from my point of view the boston media market it's it's a lot of hogwash i don't i don't truly believe that BC brings a lot of that in for the ACC, but that, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, let's not go down that road. <laughs> Unnecessary, right? <laughs> At this point in time, yes. <laughs> a mute point. <laughs> um, I don't really want to continue beating into that. I mean, that's just that that that's a small thing. I mean, the more we kind of get into it, we can actually get into the actual nuts and bolts of what this all means. Yeah. Who wants to talk Boston I, College? I want to talk Boston College. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. We, we spent a couple minutes on that. I don't care. Do you guys care? Do you guys have any other? I don't thoughts? give a shit. I don't. I don't. Give a I, shit. don't. I, don't. Yeah, I mean, let me know once uh, you have some news updates for me. Let me know once you vote or something like that. Until then, you know, yeah. PC football. I, I literally mean, every article, every article has come out in the last two weeks. Is oh, we're just still waiting, still oh, waiting, still waiting, yeah, <laughs> still waiting. Like, oh, yeah, let us know when something happens. Let's know something happens. And I was just doing a little math here, right? Because we're thinking about like BC seat at the table, like what the last decade has looked like. BC's 59 to 59 in the last 10 seasons. I love it. Oh, great stat. I mean, that, yeah, and that's, that's nothing special, right? Like that doesn't, that doesn't speak anything to anybody that wants <laughs> anything to do with us. So, no. yes, it could be worse, but at the same time, it's like, man, we've had all these high hopes and, Obviously, tempered expectations the last two seasons with COVID and with, you know, injuries and no depth. But I think this year is like, if there's a year to stand on, this is it. And this is where we have to take our stand, ultimately. Mm-hmm. This is the season and it all lines up for it, too. You got yeah. pro- so what, probably the easiest schedule out there. Yeah. I think what about these the new additions? What are, you, what are you looking forward to most about this roster? Um, I have four. I have four additions that I'm truly looking forward to. My mm-hmm. first uh, big addition 
or new additions, so to speak. I think we can all agree on Ryan O'Keefe, the receiver from UCF. Uh, he's going to wear number four, just like Zay. Um, very interesting, too. I guess not only did he get the blessing from Zay Flowers in order to wear number four, but they're going to start a new tradition of having the fastest wide receiver on the roster start wearing number four. So it's almost going to be like the LSU number seven. Um, so I really like that. I think that's really cool. I think he's going to be good, man. I was watching some of his tape. He looks fast. Uh, he's built like Zay. He's only like 5'10". Um, you know, he might not be the talent of Zay, but he is going to be um, a game changer in this offense. He's going to be dynamic. I'm looking forward to him. Um, the two offensive linemen that we got coming in, I mean, enough said, right? Like we need we need big boys down on in the trenches badly. Um, I'm glad that Halfley actually went out and addressed that. Um, let Finn Durston go. See you later, buddy. Um, and then the other transfer that I'm really looking forward to is uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher his name because that's what we do here. Uh, Kari Johnson, uh, the kid from Arkansas who transferred back here. I mean, anytime you can get a secondary kid who actually got some burn in the SEC, I think that's a huge win. He's from here. Um, he's gonna you know take over in the secondary probably for DeBerry. Um, so I'm really looking forward, looking forward to those four. Those are like my four, my four big, yeah. big time players that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, what do you guys got? I like to echo your sentiments. The O-line definitely need to be revamped. Pergol and Taylor do that. You got O'Keefe to replace the wideout that you lost to the draft and Zay. Um, one of the ones that you didn't mention that I'm looking forward to is George Rooks. Um, I think the D-line is going to be nasty this year. Uh, and he transferred in from Michigan, was a four-star recruit. And I think, you know, just didn't get his tread at Michigan, but will be able to play here. And I think, uh, you know, you'll see some big things, especially where you're going to might get some offensive linemen sh shifting towards Ezeraku. You know, you're going to have uh, the other end rooks coming off it. So looking for him. Um, I also had Kari Johnson on my list. The other one is uh, Kai Robichaud, the running back out of Western Kentucky. Um, I think that the running game is going to be the the, the go-to this year for the offense, especially with the revamped offensive line and Moorhead, you know, getting his legs under him still. Um, I know he played last year, but obviously still, you know, coming into his self, you'll have a running back group that's pretty experienced and has a has a wide array of talent. Garlo, uh, Brome, Robichaud, you got a bunch of other people too on, on the list. So those are the ones I'm looking at. I mean – BC a run first team. Who would have thought? Switching it up, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't need to echo the same players. I mean, the trenches are where we needed the most help, and that's where we got the most help, right? Like that was the that's the big thing. That's where you want to lose games, and mm -hmm. thank the Lord it was addressed. And you know, here we go. Let's see thank what they can UCF. do. UCF. Thank you, UCF, too, though, because we also got uh, Castellanos, right? Like dual threat quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you know, thanks for those two guys, O'Keefe and uh, Thomas. How about my source not coming in clutch, Brett, about the quarterback uh, battle? Jeff comes out and announces the quarterback. I know. Well, dude, the other thing, too, that I thought was interesting is the fact that um, he didn't name a starter. He didn't name Phil as the starter until Saturday last year. And he's he that's typically what he does every single year. I thought it was interesting that he went and named us. What is it? Today's Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? Yeah. Today's Monday. Today's, today's Monday. Monday. I'm on vacation, boys. You can <laughs> mind your business. <laughs> I mean, Emmett was, I think, the clear pick for the starter, and he's been rolling him out to all the press conferences like he did with Phil. So, I mean, I think it was writing on the wall, but 
I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, maybe two quarterbacks playing every so often, especially where one's a dual threat and one's a, a thrower. Why not? I think you are going to see the other kid play um, pretty consistently as well. I think Emmett's like the clear starter, but I think uh, I think this other kid uh, is going to get plenty of tread. So I'm looking forward to that. I want to see what it looks like. Maybe some Tyler Murphy action. Who knows? Tyler Murphy's back on the coaching staff. Maybe that's like a whole other dynamic. I don't know. Yo, I, I heard, heard it here I first. That, that BC hasn't had their quarterback play all 12 games, and I forget how many years. So when you just think about if that trend continues, they're going to play. You know, you might even see some Jacoby Robinson. And probably 2016. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I mean, that was, I had to watch. Or the Clemson line and just fell. I'm like, that was on the field for that. That was what, how, that was how nuts was it? How nuts was it firsthand when Michael Walker returned that touchdown? That was insane. Place the plate, the, the, the roof fell off, like the roof blew this. I don't know yeah. what I'm saying is, whatever it is, the roof blew yeah. off the stadium. And there is no, yeah, place, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hopefully there's some moments like that this year, you know, hopefully, and uh, you know, hopefully two, two and O going into FSU at home. And then you're like, okay, let's bring the fans out. Let's have a little noise mm -hmm. here, but mm -hmm. I, won't, I won't get ahead of myself. I won't get ahead of myself. No, 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 no. I mean, all I'm saying is bandana 2017 against FSU on ABC. We won 35 to three. It's, it's possible, man. It's happened before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Coming you know, off of September eleventh uh, too. What well, it's September sixteenth is that game too, right? Red bandana. Yeah. It couldn't have it's been more the perfect. bandana game, dude. I'm just hey, listen. I'm just saying. Just say. Are you Mr. Are you Mr. Are you going to be Mr. Just saying in season two? Is that going to be your uh, your mo? Yep. Yep. Okay, Mr. Just saying. Uh, did you? Did either of you draft Zay Flowers in any uh, fantasy leagues that you've had a uh, fantasy leagues you've had a draft in yet? Not yet. Not yet. Just out of curiosity. Okay. Oh, I will be though. I mean, I you know he, he didn't get to me, and when I was looking to draft him, so no, I don't have. Him. Okay, well, that's a very Belichick answer of you. Yep. He didn't. He, he didn't. He nice. didn't fall. He didn't fall in the correct value. We evaluated the flowers. <laughs> and he didn't uh, fall to the round that we evaluated him in. We took an extensive we, look. We, we thought we thought Waddle was the better pick at that at our, at our selection. Haas's Haas's troops. <laughs> Three things you can count on, like death taxes and Belichick being a curmudgeon in, in, in press conferences. So uh, there you go. <laughs> and Timmy Duncan off the glass. I mean, that's typically what I use. But Dude, you know, amen, brother. Amen, man. Amen. All right. So mahogany. Can we can we talk about that? Can we speak on that or what? Say your piece. I plead man. the fifth. Man. So we so like he's back, right? For real. For real this time. I know I I I, I said some uh <laughs> some not nice things last year. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't jerk. Mean I'm glad you're back. Jerk. 
<laughs> nah, dude, I was, let me explain myself. Uh, I was upset last year. The team was not very good. Um, super shockingly. Um, and he was tweeting out gifs a lot. Gifs, gifs. He was tweeting out, um, clips, like basically taunting us thinking that he might be coming back or like he was alluding to different things, fully knowing he wasn't coming back. Um, I was very fed up and yeah, I said some, I said some very not nice things. Um, and I believe I even went as far as to clip them and post them on social media too. So yeah, that was not very nice to me. I apologize. I'm, I'm glad he's back. <laughs> I expect you giving a formal apology via Twitter, if you haven't already, with the clips, um, just historically tweeted. If you, if you could do that, please. I would, I would, I would be more than, more than happy to do that. I would be more, very, very happy to do that. I hit his mom. I actually talked to his mom on Twitter. She's very nice. Um, that was, that's when I really felt bad. I'm like, damn, please don't go, please don't go in the archives. Um, very nice. <laughs> and he did a great thing for the program when you think about it following the path of Zay Flowers, staying at Boston College. Not necessarily, I don't know, like the money aspect, like, yeah, get your money now for one year. But I think that he sees the picture like Zay saw the picture, you know, get the money in the NFL. Well, I mean, he even said, like, he doesn't want to be a rental, which, you know, I can appreciate. Um, I know from my conversation um, with Tom DeVitt, the other day that he was talking about you know the fact that like these kids like still value the bc degree and i think that was something i was a little worried about with the whole nil thing is that the money was going to take precedent over that and the way that he kind of explained it to me was that they are looking for they are going to continue to recruit and look for kids that value education value the degree and um you know help them to get like the compensation and the benefits so you know i really appreciate appreciate that as a fan of the program and the school and, you know, things like that. And just seeing like those high character uh, kids with, you know, the proper heads on their shoulders and kind of knowing what's what and not, you know, just, you know, going down to Miami because they want to offer you a six figure salary to play football for their mid team. So I'm, I'm a yeah. fan of that. Definitely. How about, how about mahogany at ACC uh, media day? I mean, an absolute pro, like that's yeah. the guy you want representing you behind the mic right there. And Absolutely. obviously these guys get these guys get media trained. These guys are, you know, excellent men, right? So there's no surprise there. But to just watch those clips and see the stuff that was going out with the mm. with some of the big names that he was sitting down with, it was just like, that's the guy we want representing us. And that's mm-hmm. that's giving BC the name that they want. So, you know, kudos to him for just being an absolute pro and doing what yeah. he needed to do there. Yeah. It's every year too. Like every year at this time, that's when it sucks me back in, you know, because I'll be like, oh man, like whatever. Like I fucking hate this team. I'm done. I'm not rooting for them. And then come like media day, I'm just like, ooh, we're going to be good again. <laughs> it's like that Sopranos thing. It's like, just when they had me out, they pull me back in. <laughs> I can see still doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking I'm of actually in the middle of watching that. Like you've never seen it? What? You've never seen like the full Sopranos or is this a rewatch? Buddy, this is like my fourth or fifth time okay. rewatching all right, it. All right. You you startled me for a second. I was like, <laughs> hasn't everyone seen this four times by now? All right. 
<laughs> I haven't I haven't seen it at all. So don't Whoa. come to the computer screen and kill me. Jesus, I know, I know. dude, you're off. You're off the show. Yeah, you gotta go. Never been a, never been a big out. TV show. Guy. Never been a big show guy. Get rid of me. Fine, get rid of me. I'm, no re I'm re Take a poll. Nah, we need, we'll see, nah, it for, I, see it for need, episode twenty four. Nah, I need you. I need. I need your. I need your voice on here. Serenading, serenading the listeners, dude. You ain't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'll leave before you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll give you my HBO login, Huss. I'll get you caught up. All right. Well, I'm not worried about that. I got the HBO login. I just got to, you know, sit down and make it happen. That's really what it is. All right. Haas a busy guy, but you know what, Haas? Um, and maybe That's you should maybe, maybe you should update the people on um some uh professional professional news from you. Um, just just let them know. You can brag a little bit real quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I re-signed with uh with Boston College Athletics, so I am mm. going to be at you know doing football in game hosting and basketball public address announcing again this season. So I'm fired up mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. And I actually joined the ranks at BC as a full-time employee over at University oh. Advancement. So, oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, full-time, full-time Eagle. Gonna get a master's degree there too, so I can actually say I'm alum. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, really represent the place that I've been at for the last decade. So I'm really right. excited about that. Yeah. Congra Congrats, man. Congratulations, Thanks, dude. That's freaking awesome. Thank you. Thank you. They give I'm you? Did they? Did they give you the corner office yet? Uh, no office in a, in a cube doing my thing, head down, and we're uh, and we're advancing the mission of Boston College. That's what we're doing. Amen. Amen. Love it. Mm. Love it. That's what. That's just like that's like what we do here, man. That's what we do here. We just we're just out here crushing life, taking taking it by the storm. You know. Yeah. That's BC banter. To, to the motherfucking moon dog so those are illegally <laughs> squatting in a, in a business right now where um that's not right supposed to be but you know that's that's, that's right. just what we got to do i know see i dude i feel so weird here right now because i feel like i don't have like my same energy and levels and i feel like i'm like not as directed and like zoned in as i normally would be um so i apologize to everyone i am I am illegally uh, sitting here recording a podcast in the lobby of a business in downtown Denver, as I uh, talked about earlier. Um, I do it for you guys, though. That's it. Mm. Mm. Brett, who are you uh, looking at as far as freshmen coming in that you're excited about? We talked about transfers, but mm. different category. We're moving on to freshmen. Who you got? Man, um, I mean, the first thing I'm going to say is that I'm a little bit disappointed in this recruiting class as a whole. Um, I'm not. So the past couple of years, I've been like super excited because they were like, what, in the top 40 the past two years. And then I think this year they came in at like uh, 60 something, give or take. So I'm not super thrilled about this class. Um, I'm hoping that it's one of those classes where it has some diamonds in the rough in it. And they are like, they, they finished 12 out of 14 in the ACC for this class. So I'm not super, super, super excited about it. Um, I think that what's his name? Uh, the, the receiver, I can never get, I can never Skeet? say his name correctly. Jaden Skeet. I think that's it. Yeah. From Skeet. he's, is he from CM? Uh, he is. Yeah, he's from CM. Yep. Super excited about him. Did do we know if Sean Battle if he did he transfer out? Uh, uh, 
I'm not sure on like that, a- but Jaden Jaden Skeet listed as just athlete on ESPN for recruiting. By the way, just athlete, which I yeah. love. I love that too. Like he's just like you know athletes. I'm 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 coming in. I'll play whatever you feel. Yeah, he had a he had a catch. He had they. I mean, first of all, shout out to the BC media team because they have been just crushing it this year with their little clips posted on Twitter and Instagram of like camp and stuff. Mm. There was an Emmett Moore had absolute dime to like the corner of the end zone that Skeet went up and grabbed on the numbers. It was gorgeous. I think that I mean I feel like the past couple of years they've always had one wide receiver that kind of comes up and makes some plays, um, whether it was. Uh, Williams uh, two years ago and uh, what's his name last year. But I feel like there's always like that one receiver that kind of comes up and makes a contribution every single year for them or not, not a receiver last year was Alex Broom, the running back, but there's always like one offensive uh, freshman offensive player that always gets like good tread and ends up making an impact. I think it's going to be him this year. Um, That's like the one that sticks out to me. What about you guys? Go ahead, Haas. I'll go last. I was just going to say, I'm not very well in tune with the roster, quite honestly. That's not my forte. That's not what I've been about. But what I, I can say, what I can say to you, I, I do. What I can say <laughs> to you is I was on campus yesterday. Uh, the class of 2027, is they have their, their it was first day of classes, but the class of 2027, incoming freshman class, was on campus. Um, and I was doing an event called Superfan 101, which we literally go through all the traditions at football games with the first-year students. Uh, before they go to their first football game. It's a really fun event. We have a blast. And the energy out of this freshman class for students that are going to be supporting these student athletes was top notch. Um, so pretty excited to have them enter the student fan section, our uh, super fan mm-hmm. section of students uh, this coming Saturday and for Saturdays to come. So that was really promising to see that. That's what I'll comment on for the, for incoming Love freshmen. Real it. quick, quick before you go, Pete, um, I, do we, I could have shut out the student section as well. We we have one of the best student sections in the country. It might not be the biggest. It might not be the rowdiest, but they show up. And for a school that has always been knocked for not really having the best, um, uh, let's just say, like fan culture, whatever, fan base period. And, you know, BC gets knocked as a whole for having like the whale pants Um type of students like that fan base does or that student section shows up they had a three win team last year and they were still packing against syracuse last year chanting and singing mm-hmm. mr bright side and going nuts so i appreciate that i love seeing that because it what it hasn't always been like that um it's been hit or miss over the years but it i feel like that the culture is growing that whole sicko thing the whole movement and the fans are showing up and i i i i, I agree with you i appreciate that i love it Love the addition of the light show too. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the uh, freshman, I'm looking forward to O-line was the issue last year. So if they can fix that, I think they're a good team. And they brought in two freshmen, one massive freshman. Uh, and as we do on BC Banter, I'll just straight up butcher all of the names I'm about to say. So Give it uh, to me. Give it to got, me. Uh, we got Ryan Mickow, I believe. Large dude. 67291 uh from out of Florida and then we got Michael Crounts I'm going to go with 64294 uh so we got some big old dudes coming in to to stack up the o line maybe gain uh you know some practice experience so that they can eventually touch the field I don't think they'll get on the field this year um unless you know barring an injury but uh I love to see two big dudes getting 
you know, coming in to stack up the O-line. And then we mentioned Skeet. Skeet, I think, will play. Like you said, another kid out of Catholic Memorial, though, is, again, ready to butcher the name, Daytrell Jones. Um, I love how you keep saying you're going to butcher these names and you're probably saying them perfectly. Oh, yeah, I'm going spot on, probably. (laughs) Unlike last year where I had uh, – yeah, no, I was over Remember you said – remember you were like Tatakis? Tatakis, yeah, I had no chance. I had no chance last year. Who will be an impact player this year? Um, But uh, Absolutely. Daychell Jones, he's a smaller guy. He's 5'9", 172, but uh, that lends himself to speed. So I'm looking for those guys to make an impact. all right, we went over our transfers, we went over our freshmen. Oh, one more, one more, one more, one more. I have one more name I have, or two more names. Uh, Montrell Wade, uh, wide receiver out of Tyler, Texas, 6'3". I love seeing the size for wide receivers um, here. That's something that historically we have not had. Um, and then Jacoby Robinson. Jacoby Robinson looks like he's going to be a solid uh, college quarterback, so I look forward to that as well. Uh, back to you, Pete. I apologize. Montrell Wade I'm your subordinate. is six feet tall. Who? Montrell Wade, six foot guy. Are we thinking about someone else? Uh, no, I'm looking at it right here on Rivals. It says he's six three. Oh, I think you might be thinking of Harris. Montrell Harris. I mean, Montrell so, Wade on on ESPN is saying six one. So, I mean, there's there's we'll have to get the fu- tape measure out fu- on Saturday. Yeah, we'll measure it on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. the measuring tape out. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, definitely. They got like one, two, three, like six wide receivers this year as far as freshmen. So they're definitely looking to replenish the uh, the pool of wide receivers. Bro, even a six foot, six one wide receiver is pretty good compared to like we have like five ten, five eleven guys. So I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Anything over six feet. Yep. One eighty as a freshman, dude. Imagine like he puts on some more muscle. And next thing you know, he's like a two hundred pound wide receiver. He's gonna be a beast. Call it a day. Um, as far as beasts go, we got transfers. We did freshmen. Uh, who's going to step up this year? Maybe they're already on the roster. Who are you looking for to be your impact players? Start with you, Haas. We went with Brett first last time. I mean, two things. The collective offensive line. I mean, yep. you know, that's a, that's this cop-out answer. But, you know, O-line, you has to be back this year in order for us to make mm-hmm. any impact record-wise, league-wise, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then the quarterback play has to be consistent. You know, I think these are the two obvious answers in my book because yep. that's what that's how you go. That's how you go. I think the defense is going to be fine. Sure. But, um, it really is. Whether it's Moorhead, Cassianos, whatever, whoever it is, we need consistent quarterback play. Somebody that's going to be able to make this uh, make this ship go. That's really what it's about. And then the O line mm-hmm. just being there to to do what they do. Brett, Joe Griffin. Yep. Joe Griffin had a made a connection with them at more last year. They had a great rap uh, rapport. I almost said rapper. What a dope. Um, you know, I think that he is going to step up and be, if not the top receiver, but um, he's going to be top two. Uh, do we know if Jaden Williams is back? He's back. Does anyone, does anyone know? Yeah. After disappearing, I believe he's back this year. All right, let's go. Jaden Williams returns season. Um I think he's going to have a massive impact as well. Um, echoing Haas, return of the offensive line means return of the Mac routine, which means return of Pat Garwo. Um, Pat Garwo um, now paired with Alex Broom. I think that that is a phenomenal one-two punch. I think that that is going to be an absolutely crazy um, backfield. And I'm looking now 
and I hope my screen's wrong, but do I see that Alex Broom is five foot six? He's small it, as far as height goes, but he is a body builder when it comes to he's like his 192. He's a, bowl, he's a bowling ball. He's a he's bowling ball. Massive. 192 pounds, five six. Holy shit. I did not we know call that. Call that a bowling ball. <laughs> have you seen his press conferences? It's just like they have to lower the mic, but this dude is just huge. I mean, shout out Alex Brum. If you if you listen to season one of BC Banter, you know I'm a huge Brum fan. So bring out the Brooms. Oh my I love him. Rudness, dude. I'm shotgunning the broom nearby you right now. I'm upset you have the broom next to you right now. I need to bring the broom out for the – that's a good call, House. Season 2, Episode 2, you will see the broom. They, uh, dude, they took away Peter Delaportis does not have a number anymore. He's number 29. That's, uh, that's sad, dude. They're like, you know what? We're giving away your number. Anyways, um, impact player, Sheeta Sila. Now, this man was an absolute beast of, uh, can you guys still hear me? Someone's literally trying to FaceTime me and nope. I'm just like getting I aggravated. Can still hear you. Nope, you're good. All right. We're going to hear you. I don't know why people try to FaceTime me. Don't they know? You put on this Do Not is... Disturb? This is crazy. Don't call um, him out, Definitely didn't. He definitely didn't. What? You didn't put it on Do, put not, on do disturb not Disturb or disturb. Sleep Mode or something like that. What, my phone? Yeah. Yes. Dude, do you know that apparently, I know both of you guys have girlfriends, so you guys cannot relate, so um, fuck off. But anyways, uh, if apparently it's a red flag if you have your phone on Do Not Disturb. Like if a girl, like if you get a girl's number and she texts you and you're on Do Not Disturb, they look at that as a red flag. I stay on Do Not Disturb, but that's probably why I'm single, dude. But um, Sorry I have things to do and I don't want to be disturbed by them. Please. Crazy. Um, I'm sorry. What were you asking before? I was rudely interrupted for not being on. You were telling us about uh, uh, impact player, and I and I hadn't. He's not on my list, so I don't remember uh, his name. Salah. 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 So he got hurt last year. Uh, So he didn't. I don't even think he played at all. Um, Absolute beast in 21. uh, Came into his own. This is the first time that BC is potentially going to have two premier edge rushers in the same defense, maybe ever. Um, I feel like that's not being talked about enough. You know, um, the fact that they have Salah and Azaraku is like godsend, man. Like they have two premier edge rushers. So for a team that struggled uh, in the running game last year from a defensive standpoint, the fact that this could end up turning into a strength for this team and this defense overall, especially for a team that, you know, is looking at a lot of turnover this year. So to have like a strong front seven, and obviously we'll talk about it in a minute, but Bryce Steele going down, so to be able to have uh, two fortified DNs, I think is going to be, you know, a, a god. A, it's going to be god sent for this team. So that and that it's funny because he wasn't on my list, and I'm just like kind of scrolling through the roster right now, just kind of taking a peek, and I saw his name, and I'm like, dude, he slipped through the cracks once again. Because um, I have two pairs of number 11s now because Lewis Bond was my other one um I've been getting re- or I've been seeing reports in camp about Lewis Bond um really stepping up and coming into his own um in the passing games so yeah I'm going to say both number 11s one on offense one on defense and uh yeah that's that's kind of like my incoming or or impact players whether they're on the roster or what 
I'll uh, I'll spare you repeating. Um, but yeah, absolutely. O line, quarterback play, those are two gimmies. Um, echoing your sentiment with the running back group. Uh, I think Garo is going to get back to over a thousand yards this year. Um, under the, would love it. Yep. Uh, under this new revamped O line, I think Elijah. Jones, that says a lot coming from you too, because I yeah, feel like you're you know, not a big Garo guy. I wasn't a big Garo guy because last year he didn't do anything, and I had every reason mm-hmm. not to be a big Garo guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily like blame any one person besides the O-line as the collective and they were playing defensive linemen. So it's like, got a bad beat there. So try this year again. This is a good offensive line. You should be able to get back to where you were, Garwell. Plus you got Broom there to mix it up. Uh, Garwell worked on his other skill sets so he can catch the ball and do other things out of the backfield. So I, you, you should look for a thousand yards and I'm talking rushing. So he'll go over a thousand yards adding his receiving. Um, Elijah Jones is going to step up with all the transfers out in the secondary. Uh, you're going to need him to step up and fill a void. Uh, played 11 games last year, so he's got the he's got the uh, the, the tread already, but he's going to need to kind of lead the group. And it looks like just the reports out of camp is he is leading the group, and the other guys are looking up to him to kind of set the pace and set the tempo, which is great to see. You Change his number, too. I love the number changes this year. It's going to mm. confuse the crap out of me. Um, I know, me too. Lewis Bond, you already mentioned, everyone's talking about him, coach. Uh, there was a press conference and other players were talking about him. Drew Kendall and Pat Garwo were mentoring him in the in the post-practice interviews. Um, maybe Good. he'll step up. Dino Tomlin, he's going to step up as a wide receiver. He made some plays. That would be year. huge for the program overall, wouldn't it? With Not to keep cutting you off, but yeah. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be something to have you know, Mike Tomlin's son just ball Sounds out like here, him. I think? That, yeah. That he had a touchdown in the spring game. Yep. He did a really nice touchdown too. I mean, a he, touchdown. he caught that big catch in the game winning drive against uh, North Carolina too, in that upset. So he had an impact play in an impact game. Mm-hmm. So he's not afraid of the moment is kind of what I'm getting at here. And so I think that translates to him being able to, you know, step up and, and take on that pressure as the wide receiver, you know, mm. with more, with more tread. Um, and then my last one, which is going to bleed us in nicely into our next topic is I think Cam Arnold and Jalen Blackwell are going to have to step up in Steele's uh, absence. We don't know how long or what the impact of, of his injury is or, you know, of his situation, I should say. Um, so we're going to need linebackers to step up. They're the ones that are going to need to step up. You got the Palma. He's going to, he is who he is. It's the other guys that really need to step up and fill the void um cam arnold play last year third on the team in tackles he's going to need to step up and blackwell same thing um he's going to need to step up in that linebacker position but like i said the i'm reason- not go i'm not worried about cam arnold um stepping up i think cam arnold has been a really good player for them so in terms you know i don't think that him and uh steel are different type of players but i i do feel uh safe having him um kind of take on more of that role. So I'm glad you brought that up. I think that the big thing in college is obviously a QB option run, right? And your linebackers are critical when it comes to the QB option and, you know, just controlling the QB. And so having experience, good linebacking core, I think is important for a college football team, especially. So uh, making sure that linebacker core can fill the void of, um, of steel, which brings us in to the next topic. What is the impact of losing, losing steel, top three and snaps at the linebacker position. Obviously we're thinking mental health um, injury here. Uh, and I think injury is the right word because your brain is a muscle and it's part of you and mm-hmm. taking mental health seriously is almost more important. I would say than tending to like a, an actual physical injury. 
Uh, physical sure. injuries will just recover if you just sit around and wait and give it time, but you can't sure. take that same approach towards mental health. So, you know, with that being said, all the best wishes towards him, if that is what he's dealing with. Uh, I think there's lots of details to be filled in here. So I'm interested to hear your guys' take on uh, Mr. Steele. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think... just, I just, I just feel for him. I just feel for him. Sorry, Brad. That's all I'll say is, you know, no, you're you, good. Yeah. You can't, you can't predict what he's going through. And, you know, I mean, good on him to do this. Like this is, yeah. it's not an easy yeah. thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you're in a position where you're like, you're a scholarship athlete, you know, you're playing the game that you love and, you know, this, this happens and it's, it's unfortunate and it's, you're glad that he's doing what he needs to do to take care of himself. That's, that's number one for me. So that's where mm-hmm. I stand on it. We're going to miss him for as long as, long oh. as it is, but yeah, hopefully he comes back. Hopefully he's comes back better than feeling better than he was. And, you know, not only, not only are we going to miss him, but I uh, will welcome him back with, with open arms. Like you said, good on him for doing something like that. Um, you know, you boys both know I'm a big proponent of mental health. I've uh, been dealing with, you know, not only mental health, but, you know, my own struggles for years. So to see someone like that actually recognize that at such a young age and be able to, you know, look at everything around him, right? Like he is a very depended on you know for a football team and to be able to have the social awareness to step away and know that he needs to get better um huge huge kudos to him because you know i don't know a lot of people that would do that personally it's it's it sucks that he's going to be missing for the team specifically but um you know the reason being it's it's very justifiable very respectable that he was able to uh kind of do it and um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that you know he we will see him again someday. Um, you know that that's the biggest thing. But you know, I think sometimes we forget that like these players are human beings and they're kids, right? Like they're you know t you know 19, 20, 20, you know whatever. You know some of them are are 32. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know they're they're kids, so sometimes we do forget about that stuff. So good on him. Um, in terms of the impact that it's going to have, I think it's a big void. You know, I think that's completely under understated that this is a huge void. This is something that, you know, they're going to have to patch together. I don't think that there's someone on the roster that's going to be able to just step in and do this and be able to like take over his spot. Last year, he was third in snaps. You know, I'm sure that he's going to be up there again. Um, the impact that he had on the field last year is is undeniable so i think that being able to kind of patch it together whether it's you know de palma really coming into his own again this year and you know like i was saying with the return of salah and having two fortified defensive ends will they be able to patch that together with the cam arnold is there going to be another you know um linebacker like an owen mcgowan or someone who is a backup on the roster that's going to step up and fill in like that that's that that's what's going to happen gonna have to happen I, like i said this it's not gonna be a one person thing that's gonna step up but that's all i'm gonna say all the best to him you know we all support him over here um yeah that's it no yeah i think that you guys hit the nail on the head being able to make that decision is um is big and it's mature and it's role model behavior it's showing mm-hmm. other players that are in similar situations that that is an option for them they don't have to work through 
and push through uh, and a, you know, a college football season while dealing with something like that. So, and he's not the only one, you know, right. you bet you best believe that there's probably a lot of people out there right. um, in college football or in student athletes in general that probably struggle with mental illness. And, you know, hopefully this can be the start of start of something, um, start of something good. Yep. Take that time that you need. Um, with that being said, let's uh, take our crystal balls out. Um, so everyone proceed to do that and make a few predictions um we're gonna basically what you think the record is going to be you know roughly and what you consider a success um for this season uh and let's start with you brett what do you think is the record at the end of the year um you can give us like a high end low end if you want but what do you think the record's going to be and then what do you consider what does it need to be to be a success this year um so eight wins is like my prediction for this team um you know i love saying nine and four but i'm gonna i'm 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 maturing i'm 30 33 now uh, so i'm trying to be a little trying to be a little more mature i'm gonna say eight wins and that that has to be the bare minimum with this uh schedule i would say any other year you give me uh seven wins coming off a three win three win campaign the prior year um, that that would be the minimum but dude with a roster like this i've said it before i'll say it again you don't have to go to fsu you don't have to go to death valley that death valley and you don't have to go to blacksburg at all period we talked about it earlier in the chat the biggest road games is what syracuse louisville and pitt that pales in comparison so you don't so typically in the past years you have these like road matchups looming over you you don't have that this year you don't have a notre dame on the schedule you don't have a northwestern on the schedule you don't if you're out of conference you don't have a missouri on the schedule you have four beatable opponents um opponents that you probably should be you you should win all four of those out of conference games they need to go seven and five in the regular season and win a bowl game if you don't, if you don't hit the eight win mark, I don't think it's a successful year. If you go six and six and win a bowl game, and you just have the Adazio tag over your head of seven and six, it's not good enough. It's not. And the other thing too is like this schedule, it should be weighted with an extra two wins that normally would not be two wins. So whatever the win total is, minus two wins from that on a regular schedule. That that's my feel on it, and that I'm, I'm sticking with so eight and five eight and four regular season nine and four there we go but seven and five in an eight and five overall season i think that 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 has to be that has to be the benchmark that has to be you know success anything less than that has to be a failure pass eight regular season wins that's all i got gotcha i think uh I'm going to boo the shit out of you. I already know it, but go ahead. Yeah, get, get your boo birds ready. Um, I think that on the high end, they can win nine games, like at the absolute most. Um, okay. The low end, they're going to go five and seven. I think likely there'll be a 500 football team, six and six. Maybe you go seven and five. Um, I think they're going to... May. They're going to... Yeah, May. I think that they're going to lose one of the games that they should clearly win because that is our the yearly um, thing that they do. I don't necessarily think that some of the games that people think are easy wins are, are exactly easy wins. They're ranked 13th in the ACC. When you, uh, when you look at the, the preseason rankings, they're coming off a three and nine season. 
two injuries to that O-line and we're right back where we were last year. And injuries are something that will happen to every single football team. I don't think the whole team's going to play the whole season. So, you know, just to give you an, you know, you lose one of your one or two of your main O-linemen and you're, and you're plugging in people you thought were your depth positions. And maybe that stunts some of the air, other areas. So nothing can all go right. If it all goes right, well, it will be a nine and three team. I a hundred percent believe in that. And that's everyone staying healthy and everything going right. There's no reason they shouldn't win a lot of games mm-hmm. this year, but I know something okay. will go wrong. I know they'll blow something. So I have to bring down that number. And like you said, this, this schedule is so easy. Um, so you really should win a handful of games, but I want to be modest, you know, and I also respect the crap out of Vegas and Vegas has us at five and a half. Um, so to be picking like three or four more wins than what Vegas is putting you at is extremely ballsy. Um, so if you are able to bet on Boston college, if you're in some other state, <clears throat> if you're in some other state, hammer that over, if you actually believe in the five and a half and, and show us the receipts. Um, if you don't actually believe in your, you got to win and six is minimum, maybe don't put any money down, you know, whatever, do your thing. So, um, but you know, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, go ahead on DraftKings and, and slam that over on the five and a half. I will be, I'm not going to lie. I'm slamming that over if I can ever get myself out of the state so I can bet it, but, um, that's where I sit. All right. So, we so got what's it. your, so what's your win total prediction? Six. Yep. I'm shaking Six. my head. Yeah, no, I want them to win more. You know, I'm just trying to like, if I was like, had to put my money where my mouth is, I would put it on six. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Judging the fuck out of you right now. Yeah, no, yeah. You want me to be a homer? You want me to join the crowd? But that's not my role here. Mm. My role here is the mm. realist. Um, the realist, the realist who who was on the wrong side of history in the uh, the basketball predictions last year, buddy. But was, you were not was, on the four and three train. I no, moved but the I shit did out of you see, last year. You picked 20 I, wins. I picked 15. What was the win total? 17. Yep. So right there in the middle. Yeah. That's where oh, we stand. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly on, below. On, you're slightly on, above. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want, I'm going to take my flowers real quick. The first episode that Hosh jumped on, I made a comment. And we can go back and look where I said they'll, they'll win some weird game against like a Virginia. What happened against Virginia? Second oh, yeah, time. We already re- we already gave you your flowers. You're re-giving yourself. I don't flowers. think we did. No, we I did. want them again. Because then we <laughs> talked to Steve about it. And then I said again something alluding to a Virginia win, right? And Just then saying. He made fun of uh Bennett. And and what happened? Um, they won. So all I'm trying to say is I know ball. What's your win? What's your win prediction That's last it. year? Dude, I said 20. My my real no, win no, 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 football, football. Dude, you already know what my one prediction for last year was. I'm just saying you want to, you want to, you know, you, we can't pick and choose here. We got to review the whole, the whole, all the footage. Give me, here. give me my flowers. All right. Well, we'll we'll come up with a wager, you and I, offline, and then in episode two, we will be putting it on seven, 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 or right, seven. You picked eight. I picked six. Seven would be a push. Yeah, we'll come up with something and we'll uh we'll we'll roll with it. Um. All okay. right. Any season thoughts before we get into previewing our uh, week one opponent? Review season thoughts. Um, you don't have I'm, to. I'm, dude, I'm, very, <laughs> I'm not forcing very, you to. T- I'm not forcing no. you. 
No, it's just, it's a loaded, it's a loaded question, right? Like, it's just, dude, it's that time of year, man. It always brings me back to when we were, we were kids, like getting ready to go back to school and I just mm. fucking hated school. But then like BC's right around the corner, man. I'm, I'm a happy camper, dude. I got the US Open next week, NIU. So life is good. BC's back. Let's get into the uh, preview. This is, this is your time to shine, baby. NIU uh, is our week one opponent. They're returning 17 starters and 35 people on their team have played or are in their fourth season of football. So it's an experienced football team. Um, I could go into depth, but I think that they're, you know, when BC is a nine and a half point favorite, uh, you should look for them to dominate the game. And that's exactly what they are. Nine and a half point favorite right now. Um, they're replacing three of their top five tacklers in the linebacker position, which bodes well for our O-line and running game. Hopefully we can run right through. But one thing they are good at is the defensive line. They get three linemen who have made over 20 career starts. Um, player to watch on the D-line, James Esther. He's a redshirt sophomore. Last year's MVP started all 12 games, um, was just a beast for them on the O-line. He has 13 and wow. a half career tackles for a loss so uh he's the d tackle too so he's the big guy in the middle of the line um so take a he's look an up. iron he play he plays iron man what's that he plays both sides he plays both sides of the ball uh did i say that i don't believe so did you say d line oh, i thought you said he played o line no 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 alluded no. to d line okay sorry, so he's, he's the d line man yeah i, I might have misspoke there he's the, he's okay. the d tackle yep no okay he's, he's i might have misheard you Last season's MVP, so he's definitely a player to, okay. to be paying attention to uh, come this Saturday. Um, I read up on some of their articles on their website that they posted, and they keep talking about their secondary is kind of like revamping and like trying to revitalize the secondary. So hopefully Moorhead can take advantage of maybe some inexperience that they have as a collective unit in the secondary. Awesome. Um, their quarterback, get ready for this name, Rocky Lombardi. So, I mean... He's a paisano. Yeah. He's got a killer <laughs> name, dude. Um, he was hurt all last year. So they basically had like what we had going on with our offensive line. They were just shuffling people through, looking for something that worked and nothing worked at all. But the year before, he was actually pretty legit. Um, he's an older guy. He played for Michigan State for four years. Um, so he's he's one of those guys that uh, you know maybe should needs get a to job. go get a job. Yeah, he needs to get a job. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, another one of those guys. Um, and then we got uh, their running back. I tried to pick three people a week to kind of preview. So we're going with Rocky Lombardi, James Esther, that D lineman, um, and then we're going to go with their running back uh, and Tario Brown. Uh, he led the 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 MAC conference with six point two six yards per carry last year. Um, he's rushed over 12,000 or 1200 yards in his two seasons, got 12 career touchdowns. So maybe they look for him to, to run the game, run the ball while Rocky is getting his legs under him after missing last season. So that that's who I would look out for. Like I said, we're a nine right. and a half point favorite. So we really should win this game. Um, they right. are uh, over under is 52 points. So um, does anybody want to take uh niu or are we all on the same boat but you should cover this nine and a half uh point spread because i really think the only hard part is to pick the over under here bro i think we gotta run the tape did you just call them bu did i i think you did oh, I'm, lo I'm looking at it and i see ou so i might have just said bu please rewind the tape can i just like redo it i can't go on fuck yeah I'll... fuck that all right so yeah, bc is a nine and a half point favorite over <laughs> niu maybe that was it maybe i said bu instead of niu but yeah. anyway we're in a nine and a half point favorite does anyone think that they're not gonna beat them by 10 points i mean if you're gonna win you're gonna win by more than 10 right 
Isn't it scary if it's less? I'm going to come in hot and say, yeah, that I got BC uh, points and BC money line. Would you go over 52 points? No. Yeah, I'm kind of a little cautious. Um, this is one of those ones where I might wait to bet on the game until I see it a little bit because you can do Mm -hmm. those live bets because Mm -hmm. like I, what if the O-line isn't as wonderful as we all think it is? And we're like, oh crap, they're not going to cover this nine and a half point spread. So like, I don't, I want to want to like leave myself a little bit out. So like as a gambler, I might wait for it to go live. But if you're asking me today, which I'm asking myself today, I'm taking that nine and a half points. I'm taking the under though, because I'm not too sure if they're going to, if it's going Okay. to be an offense or if it's just going to be the slow run game, extend the game type, you know, uh, Boston college classic. Okay. Pass. I've, I've got to omit, omit myself from all I understand. uh, gambling talks in regards to these games. So uh, may the best team win, which I, which I think is BC. Love it. I love I it. love, I love the politically correctness. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that does, that does it for the, for the preview. I wanted to keep it short and sweet because it really should just be a short and sweet little clean up a win against the uh, NIU and move on to week two. Yeah. I'm excited just to walk through. I'm excited to walk through campus on Saturday, man. I mean, it's always good. That first home football game back. There's a buzz in the air, man. And uh, I'm excited to see what they can put together. I'm excited too. So we got uh all right, final so final thoughts. That's your is that your final thought, Haas? That's my final thought, baby. Your final thoughts, Pete. Hit me. What you got? You know, I don't have like any like genius final thoughts. I just want to see the O-line. I want to see what the O-line has for us. As long as they're back, we're back. Uh, so shout out to the offensive line. So uh, um, we have a streaming platform now, uh, eaglesdaily.com. My two esteemed colleagues uh, should have some stuff up on there at some point. I'm hoping for. I really would like like to and read. subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. yes, <laughs> I would really like to read from the both of them. Uh, EaglesDaily.com. Um, where it's actually a week anniversary of it being up, so look out for that. Uh, the other socials, obviously, BC Banter Pod. Uh, all across the board. Follow us, like our stuff, listen to this podcast please for the love of god um like and subscribe uh things are good man uh things are really good uh be on the lookout we do have an interview with um the new president of the uh friends of the heights i'm really excited for you guys to all see that uh but just in terms of some like final thoughts from here i cannot freaking wait to get back to this um you know the podcast was a huge success and a huge um you know it was fun last year. I uh, really, the season was really bad. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes with an actual good football team. I think me and Pete were really able to, you know, really keep the energy high and have some good times with it. So we're going to do that again this year, bringing Haas on. Now the energy is really going to get popping. Have a good football team. Up. See you later. We're out here. Um, and with that, uh, season two has begun. Go Eagles. Roll Eagles. I don't even know if that's going to be the song anymore, hey, we but should I, switch we'll figure it, it season out. Two. Season I'll, two I'll, has I'll new vibes. Hey, I hear the voice of the preacher from the back room.
I'm gonna get better 